Hare Krishna. Jai Shri Nityananda Ramaki Jai Shri Nityananda Triyadasi Mahatsava Ki Jai Jai the holy appearance day of Lord Shri Nityananda Balaram Mahaprabhu Ki Jai So today um, is the holy appearance day of Lord Nityananda and as I was describing this morning during the class um, Lord Nityananda plays a very special role in the lives of all of us because our nature is that uh, we like to live lives that are full of excitement and happiness and success like that. It's, that's the sub feature of our life. And the chip feature is that we like to know everything. We like to know what's going on, how things are doing, and uh, how we can actually participate in this world. And most importantly, our nature is to be blissful. We want to be happy. And we do so many things to be happy. And so it is described in the scriptures that that is the role that Lord Balaram plays in Krishna Leela. That is his purpose. That is, he makes all the arrangements so that every living entity individually can be happy in a way that works for that individual. And now in our lives we know that often there are things that happen that nobody else knows except us as a person, because things are private to us. There are things that are very private to us. Um, and so how do we find fulfillment for those things when nobody else knows about it and no one can help us with that? And that is where Lord Balaram comes in. And Lord Balaram uh, is, in Chaitanya Leela, is Lord Nityananda, like that. So I'll just have you repeat some uh, mantras after me, and then we will start uh, from reading from the scriptures. So please repeat after me. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Brinda Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jai Advaita Chandra Jai Gora Bhakta Brinda Jai Jai Shri Chaitanya Jai Nityananda Jai Advaita Chandra Jai Gora Bhakta Brinda Sri Nityananda Balarama Ki Jai Shri Shri Radha Kalachanji Ki Jai Shri Laprupada Ki Jai Shri Gora Bhakta Brinda Ki Jai So this is a bit of a synopsis that's drawn from the Chaitanya Charitamrita and sort of describes the whole of Lord Nityananda's life and then we'll go into some particular aspects of his life through uh, some of the prayers that have been offered by great Acharyas and uh, we read some of them this morning. We'll continue to read some more today. Uh, and uh, then at noon, we'll start with the arti. And after the arti, we'll, we'll enjoy some nice prasadam. So this is about Lord Nityananda Balarama. Lord Nityananda is the eternal associate of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the supreme personality of Godhead. Rarely is the name Nimai, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, taken without that of Nitai, Lord Nityananda, Jai Shri Radha Kalachanji Ki Jai. So, in the prayers of the Acharyas, it is described that Lord Nityananda, uh, his life is Goranga Mahaprabhu. Goranga Mahaprabhu is his life and soul. And so, every time he looks at Goranga Mahaprabhu, uh, he becomes so happy that it's described that he looks amazingly beautiful. He's totally beautified by the look that he, by just by looking at Goranga Mahaprabhu's face, by looking at Goranga Mahaprabhu, because he's such a beautiful personality, Lord Goranga. And, uh, uh, and one of Lord Nityananda, Lord, Lord, Lord Goranga's name is Nityananda Prana. Means that he is the life and soul of Nityananda. Sometimes people think Nityananda Prana is Lord Nityananda's name, but actually it is Lord Goranga's name. Because, because, uh, 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 he is the life and soul of Lord Nityananda. And similarly, it is described that Lord Chaitanya, when he sees 
Lord Nityananda, he becomes beautified. So they both feed off each other. And Lord Chaitanya is described as the first body and Lord Nityananda, the second body. The same person, two bodies like that. Same with Krishna and Balram. Krishna is known as Krishna. Balram is known as Ah Krishna. means Krishna is bluish black and, and Lord Balaram is whitish in color. So similarly, uh, in Goranga's case, uh, Lord Goranga is actually uh, golden white in color and Lord Nityananda is golden red in color. And Lord Chaitanya, when he becomes very happy, he gets this reddish complexion on him, which is Lord Nityananda's complexion. And Lord Nityananda, when he's very happy, he gets the whitish complexion on him, coming from Lord Chaitanya. So these two are very close, just like Radharani and Krishna, Krishna and Balaram are very close like that. Mahaprabhu cannot be approached to understood without the mercy of Nityananda Prabhu, who is the cardinal guru of all the universes and serves as the intermediary between Mahaprabhu and his devotees. He is the Lord's active principle in both creation and Leela. This is very true about Lord Balaram. Lord Balaram not only makes creation happen, because it's through Lord Balaram that Mahasankarshan appears. And from Mahasankarshan comes Mahavishnu, and then Mahavishnu does all the creation through the three Vishnus, Karandakshaya Vishnu, Garbhadakshaya Vishnu, and Shiradakshaya Vishnu. But the original cause is Lord Balaram. So, so even uh, Lord Krishna, when he appears as Vasudev, appears through Lord Balaram, becomes through Lord Balaram. So he's actually an incarnation of Balaram. You can imagine how powerful Lord Balaram is. All the incarnations of Krishna, except Krishna himself, as Shyamasundar, are all coming from Lord Balaram. So similarly, they all come through Lord Nityananda. And uh, uh, in the pastimes of Radha and Krishna, there are times when Krishna misbehaves with misbehaves, and so when she misbehaves, the only person who can correct him is Radharani. Of course, his mother, Mother Yashoda. But a lot of times it happens in the forest where his mother is not there. So Radharani is the only one who can do the correction, you know, because he won't take correction from anybody else. The other person who really tries to correct him a lot is Lalita Gopi, and he's always very scared of Lalita because she's always very angry. She's always in an angry mood, you know. She's always chastising him, so he likes to stay away from Lalita as much as possible. But Radharani is very sweet, right? so he'll accept chastisement from her. But even Radharani at times cannot correct him. So when she cannot correct him, she actually crosses the boundary of Lila and goes into, into uh, Viparamba Lila and consults with Nityananda. And then asks him, what should I do? How should I fix this boy? You know, And Lord Nityananda will tell him, tell her what to do, and then she'll come back into Sambhogalila and then fix Krishna. She'll actually sort Krishna out. So you can imagine how close uh, Lord Nityananda and Lord uh, Balaram are to Krishna, that they know every detail about him. And so whenever something needs to be done, they're the ones who actually make the, uh, give the knowledge by which it's going to happen. It also shows that in the spiritual world, how people are very close. Just like in this world, if you look at education, right? So how do people get education in this world? How do, they, how do people get educated in this world? Simple question, huh? They go to school. And they learn from a teacher or some books, right? It's a teacher, a professor, a teacher, yeah. Or books, right? These are two ways that they pick up the information. From a teacher who will tell them what the information is, or the book from which they'll read, which is also written by a teacher, and then they learn like that. But that, that's not how it works in the spiritual world. Nobody learns in the spiritual world by going to a teacher and going to a book. The way it happens in the spiritual world, and it's very true in the Hare Krishna movement as well, and this is very important for us as devotees to know this. How do we get information that is very, very exalted information, very high quality information, that allows us to understand how to become very close to the deities, to, to, the, to, uh, to the acharyas. How do we get very close to these personalities? How can you engage in very exalted activities or important activities? So this, Lord Nityananda advises, because 
One of the roles that Lord Nityananda plays, which even Lord Balaram does not play, this is why it is decided, it's described that amongst all the appearances of Krishna, the greatest appearance is of Lord Goranga Mahaprabhu, right? He says, Namo Mahavadanyaya, Krishna Prema Pradayati. That amongst the, all of, of Krishna's incarnations, the greatest incarnation is of Goranga Mahaprabhu. Because he's so full of love, he's so happy to help everybody become really happy in their lives and do great things in their life. But it is described that Lord Chaitanya still has some rules. He requires us to be respectful towards devotees. He requires us to be humble. These types of things he requires. You don't have to have an education to win Lord Chaitanya's mercy. It's not necessary to be highly educated or uneducated or very rich or poor or any of the things in this world that are dichotomies. None of these are qualifications for Goranga Mahaprabhu's mercy. For the mercy of Goranga Mahaprabhu, we must have humility. It's described very high level of humility. And then Lord Chaitanya will grant his mercy. But Lord Nityananda, there's no requirement. Even if you're the biggest rascal on the planet, the least uh, humble person on the planet, the most conceited person on the planet, you know, think of any quality and take it to its highest degree. Lord Nityananda still wants to help you. He still wants to give you his mercy. And he says, all you have to do is one of two things. You either take any of Krishna's names or you take my name and I will become your servant. You just have to say Nitai once, or you have to say Krishna once, or Rama, or, ba- or Balarama, or Hari, or something like that once. And Lord Nityananda said, I'm yours, I'm sold. I'm your property now. Now I'll do everything for you. And by the way, he is the only one who can do everything. Even Krishna can't do everything. There's some things Krishna will not do, but Lord Nityananda will do it. Like, you know, Krishna will not uh, uh, help a devotee who is offensive. Krishna, Krishna says, my hands tremble. When somebody offends a devotee, my hands tremble with anger. You know? I get very angry. I'm ready to really Give the person some good medicine, you know, I mean, heavy medicine, you know what I mean? But Lord Nityananda, no matter how bad it gets, still smile on his face. Always smiling. That is why he's called Nitya Ananda. He's always happy. No matter how bad the situation gets, he's still happy. Like, you know, in the story of Jagai and Madai, Madai actually hit him with the, with the pot, right? And he, he was bleeding. I mean, got hit in the pot in the head and he started bleeding, but he was smiling. He was like, everything's fine. Everything's great. You know, it was Lord Goranga who got angry, you know. And then Lord Nityananda had to calm Lord Goranga down and tell him, no, 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 chill, just chill. It's fine. It's okay. You know, we can't keep hitting everybody and killing everybody. <laughs> Lord Goranga, kill him. You know, what I mean? it's like he had his Sadarshan Chakra ready to take his neck off, you know. <laughs> but Lord Nityananda is, no, 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 no. We're going to sort it out another way here. So this is Lord Nityananda. And this is why it is described that today is a very special day. Because Lord Nityananda, he's ready to give us everything except one thing. Except for one thing. And this goes back to a pastime in Radharani's times because you'll learn a lot about Lord Nityananda from studying Radharani. Because Radharani is the, the superlative most sweetest, the most uh, gentle, the best quality person in creation is Radharani. There's nobody better than Radharani. She's the best of the best of the best. Like that. So she has so many exalted qualities, so many great qualities. And so from her qualities, we get to see something about Lord Nityananda. And one of the qualities she has is that it is described in, uh, in the Leela of Krishna, in the Samboga Leela of Krishna, that everybody, when they pray, they pray for something. You know, they say, gimme, gimme, gimme. Gimme this, gimme that, gimme that. <laughs> I think there's a song like that too, right? Gimme, gimme, gimme. Gimme this, gimme that, gimme that, gimme that, gimme that thing, that thing, gimme that, something like that. It goes like that, something like that anyway. It's one of those English songs. When I was young, I used to listen to a lot of this song. There was that song, something like that. So it's always like we, our whole, whole nature is, how can I get something? When you come in front of the deities, we pray, please give me devotion, please uh, 
allow me to be, uh, you know, uh, sincere in my chanting, right? We, or some people ask for money, some people ask for fame, some people ask for peace of mind, good health, so many things, right? Gimme, give gimme, give gimme. Give but Radharani is take, 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 take. Just take. She never asks for anything. Always, what can I give you? What can you, what can I give you? What? Now we might say, well, she has a lot to give. But actually, her servants are like that too. If you look at Lalita, Vishakha, uh, Tungavidya, all of these wonderful servants of Radharani, um, and even, uh, I'm not, well, not even, but uh, servants, very powerful servants like Rupa Manjari, Rati Manjari, always give, 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 give. Take, 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 take. So it is said that on the day of Lord Nityananda's appearance, he always wants us to ask him for something so that he can give us something, right? That's what he wants us to do. He says, I'm sold, I'm your servant, you ask me, I will deliver. He's like the genie, you know, that comes in the bottle. And then, you know, you say to the genie, I want this, and the genie gives it to you, right? There's actually a very nice story about Prabhupada telling devotees that they should go to every street corner and give away dolls of Gornitai to everybody. Anybody they see, just give them away dolls. And tell them, you go home and you take an incense and offer the incense like this and, and, and some water and then say to the dolls, my dear sirs, and then ask anything you want from that person. Ask anything you want. They will give it to you. We never did that. The devotees never did that. They never went to every street corner and did that. They went to every street corner and distributed books but they wouldn't go to the street corners and give away dolls of Radha and of Gornitai. But Prabhupada actually asked us to do that. He said, you'll convert the whole world into Krishna consciousness. Because Gornitai, once they develop faith in Gornitai, then Gornitai will find a nice pathway for them to become Krishna conscious. No matter what they might be doing, even if they're like from ISIS and they, they're praying, oh my dear sirs, please let me slit five more throats today. You, know, you never know what people can ask for, right? They're crazy people in this world, you know. It's like the leader of the uh, uh, United Nations a few days ago made a statement, there's a wind of madness going around the world. The whole world's going mad, he said. And he should know, right? He's the leader of the, <laughs> you know, United Nations. He knows all the problems happening in the world. And with all the problems that were happening in the past, he said they can't compare to the problems that are happening today. There's a real wind of madness going around, he said. <laughs> You know, so this madness is happening. This madness is happening. So, in this situation, on this day, Lord Nityananda does allow us to ask him, can I serve you? You're such a nice person. You've done so much for us. You're always doing something for us. Please, let me do something for you. Lord Nityananda never allows that to happen, except on the day of his appearance. He allows us to serve him. So this is an important day because that's a rare, rare event that someone can pray to Lord Nityananda, please allow me to serve you. Just the opposite, you know? That mood of Radharani. And why is that mood very important? Because we are the servants of the servants of the servants many times removed of Radharani. We are Gaudiya Vaishnavas, which means we are Radharani's servants many times removed. So we should have the mood of our master, right? If our master is always giving, then we should have the mood of giving too. And we should pray to the deities on Lord Nityananda's appearance day, how may we serve you? Not how may you serve us. How may we serve you? Like that. And if we do that, it is described, such persons will become the most fortunate persons in creation. Things will happen in your life that you cannot imagine. I was telling a story this morning in the class, which is very pertinent to this point. And the story was that imagine I'm a homeless person, which is actually true. I'm staying in my son's house, not even my house. So it is homeless. If you know him, if I and my daughter-in-law have a fight one day, then she might tell me, okay, now leave the house. Right? She's a nice daughter-in-law. But you never know. Sometimes things happen in family situations. Anything can happen, especially amongst the in-laws, right? They say, things can happen. <laughs> so if she did try to kick me out of the house, you know, if she does, which is her house, then I'll become truly homeless. I won't have a home to stay in, honestly. 
So really I am homeless, but now just imagine I'm a real homeless person and I'm standing on that, uh, you know, on I-30 when you come down the ramp, you see sometimes people standing there and they're asking for money, right? There's some guy standing there, one guy generally, and you know, flagging people down so hopefully somebody will give him some money. So he's begging, and he likes money by the way, he doesn't like, I was speaking to him one day, I said, you know, we can give you some food. No, I want money. Don't get me moved from Kalachanji's. I don't want money, money. If you can give me some money, even if it's five cents, give me money. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if that person gets a dollar, he told me the same thing, but when the day I get dollar, I feel God, I feel like God came to me today. Today God blessed me. I got a dollar bill as a donation. You see what I'm saying? So because people normally give change, you know, some change like that. Once in a while he gets money. He said, one day I got twenty dollars. He said, I was rich. He said, I didn't beg for five days. <laughs> no need to beg, right? <laughs> I beg if you got the money to buy your drink, which is what they're really looking for. <laughs> and there's, you know, bottles of wine out there that are available dollar fifty or two dollars, right? How many bottles do you need in a day? Two or three bottles and you're done, right? So, you know, it's nice to talk to these people, you know, you get some really good ideas from them. <laughs> smart guys. They say the smartest people in this world are the laziest people. They figure out how to do things without doing anything. You know, <laughs> the rest of us work like donkeys. <laughs> so anyway. So imagine I'm there and I'm begging, you know, and people are giving me change and I'm, I'm okay, I'm feeling happy, I got change. And somebody drops a rock, you know, in my, in that, you know, that cup that I'm holding, right? There's a cup. I rattle the cup a little, you know, a little bit. Tell them there's change in there. Please put some money. So somebody puts a rock and I think, man, they put a rock in my, uh, in my, uh, cup. Anyway, it looks like a nice rock, but it's a rock, you know? So I thought, well, think, well, let me go to the, go to the, uh, the pawn shop and see if the rock's worth anything, you know? So I take it to the pawn shop and the pawn shop owner faints when he sees it. So I think, why he fainted? Maybe there's something wrong with the rock, you know? Might be causing some bad health or something. People die or something if they see the rock or something. <laughs> they faint, you know? So I decide to go to another. And every pawn shop I go to, the pawn shop owner faints. So I think, man. Something special about this rock. Maybe I take it to a jeweler. Let's see what a jeweler does. So I take it to a jeweler and the jeweler faints too. But then his assistant, you know, who's not as well versed with things, he looks at it and he says, man, this looks like a very, very valuable jewel. That's why these guys are fainting. It's such a powerful jewel. Oh, how much do you think it's worth? Well, let's see if I can get my boss up again and tell me how much this jewel is worth. So he gets the boss out of the, of his, uh, you know, his, uh, his state of uh, fainting, and the boss tells him this thing is worth two billion dollars. Aha. Aha. Can you imagine how I'm gonna feel? I've been getting change, the best I got is twenty dollars in my life, and this guy dropped, or gal dropped a, uh, a, 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 a jewel that was worth two billion dollars. So I go looking for my wife who left me, and I go looking for my children who left me too. Because they thought, you know, you're a loser. That's why they left me, right? And then I started begging on the street. So I go looking for them and I tell them, don't worry, now I got the money. Now I can look after you all very nicely. I can look after a thousand generations very nicely now. All I have to do is put it in a U.S. bank account. And the Shylock banks in U.S. give around 2% interest rate. What's 2% of uh, $2 billion? Anybody know, quickly? It's $40 million. They give me $40 million every year. What can you do with $40 million? Not much, right? You can look after your family, you can look after your family's friends, you can look after so many people, right? Every year, $40 million for the rest of creation. And hopefully the Shylock banks will give more interest one day. <laughs> but today... All our banks in America are Scrooge McDucks, you know? They give very little interest on your money. They make a lot of money themselves, but they give you very little money. <laughs> anyway, so the point is, this is Lord Nityananda. When he does miracles, you cannot imagine the miracle. 
You may know what a miracle is. You may think walking on water is a miracle. Or like some people in India can do. They can walk on air. I mean, walking on air is harder than walking on water, okay? Because water at least has some density to it. Air has got no density. Hardly any density. You know what I'm saying? If you can walk on air, I mean, that's a real miracle, right? But those miracles are nothing compared to what Lord Nityananda can do for each and every one of us. Going back to how you get educated in the spiritual world, right? Which is where I started. They say the way you learn anything is by revelation from the heart of a person to you. You will notice in many pastimes, Radharani will say to a friend, my dear Saki, please tell me about that pastime when Krishna came and lifted the hill. And what will the Saki say first? Oh, Radharani, you know everything. But by your mercy, I will speak. And then the person speaks like amazing things about the pastimes on that hill. <laughs> and everybody is just completely amazed by what they're hearing. And even Radharani is completely amazed by what she's hearing. But it actually comes from her heart. It gets revealed from her heart to the other one's heart, and then the other one's able to speak. See, you don't have to go to school. You don't have to have a teacher. You don't have to buy any books. You just have to have a friend. Who doesn't want friends, right? Everybody loves friends, you know. Even at school, people skip school. Why do they skip school? To be with who? Yeah, play with friends. You see? So having friends is actually a natural thing to do. It's easy. It doesn't require any work. There's no stress. It's just the opposite. It's all bliss. When you're with your friends, it's all bliss, right? Of course, they have to be nice friends. Not some rough friends, you know. Sometimes some friends are really rough. They check you out badly, you know. They do some initiation ceremony on you or something. (laughs) What do they call it in America when they do that? Hazing and things like that, right? What do they call that? When they check people out, you know. When you want to join a group, they do a some type of ceremony where they really do something rough to you, you know. Pretty much kill you in the process. Initiation. Initiation. They call it initiation, right? It's an initiation, yeah. It's really rough, right? I mean, they give you a tough time. You have to pass it to become a friend. I'm not talking about those friends, okay? I'm talking about the friends who, you know, just are very blissful, you know? You love being with them because it's like always a party being with that friend, you know? Like party animals, you know? Like that. So, in the spiritual world, everybody is a party animal. They all love to party all day long. That's all they do, by the way. They all party all the time. 24-7 party. So, these friends... They know a lot. They're very smart. Now, Lord Krishna describes that my best friends are uneducated. They're unsophisticated. They're not high-class people from high-class families, from a high-class city, or something like that. They're not highly educated. They're uneducated and unsophisticated. In this world, if you meet somebody who's uneducated and unsophisticated, what will you do with that person? You kick them out of your life, right? Tell them, get out, man. I don't know you. You hobo. You know, that's what you'd say to them. I mean, I see people come here and I see devotees chasing people out. Why? Because they're uneducated and they're unsophisticated. You see what I'm saying? But Krishna's best friends are uneducated and unsophisticated. But they have intense love for Krishna. And because of the intense love for Krishna, Krishna reveals everything in their heart free of charge. They become the most educated and the most sophisticated. (laughs) This is the touchstone of Krishna. Krishna is all good. He's such a sweet personality that even when he tried to convince Radharani what a rascal he was, Radharani gave him so much evidence how nice he was that even he couldn't imagine that anybody thought so nicely of him as Radharani does. This is Krishna. He's such a sweet personality. That's why, you know, if anybody will just take to the bhakti of Krishna, all amazing great things will happen in their lives. And the person who gives that bhakti the fastest, Barnan, by the way, it's described in all the three worlds, you cannot find a person who will give you Krishna bhakti faster than Lord Nityananda. Not Krishna himself, not Lord Goranga, not Radharani, not nobody. Only Lord Nityananda. Can you imagine that? And that's amazing, right? 
And all he says is just take my name once, Nitai. Or take Krishna's name once, Krishna. Or Hari. Or Goranga. One of those names. And he says, I'll become your servant. You bought me. And he goes around telling people, buy me, buy me, please buy me, please purchase me, please purchase me. And people have no time, no time to chant Krishna's name. You know, they think he's a madman. We're a madman, what is he telling? But actually he's not a madman. He is the husband of the goddess of fortune. One of his names is Shiman. The Vishnu, who is the husband of Lakshmi. The Narayan, who is the husband of Lakshmi, is actually an expansion of Lord Nityananda. So he is the real husband of the goddess of fortune. You can imagine, right? What can't he give us? Goddess of fortune can give us everything. All fortune comes from the goddess of fortune. That's why she's called the goddess of fortune. She can give us all types of fortune, not just money, by the way. You know, sometimes people think Lakshmi is all about money only. No, Lakshmi can give you fame, she can give you health, she can give you anything of fortune, anything you want of fortune, including bhakti she can give you, which is a fortune. And the husband of that goddess of fortune is Lord Nityananda, Sriman. He's known as Sriman. Sriman means the husband of Sri. The man who looks after Sri, Sriman. <laughs> That's Lord Nityananda. So today we are very fortunate that it is Lord Nityananda's appearance day. So please, we must, at least in our hearts, if we're too, too shy to put our hands together and go in front of Lord Nityananda and ask, at least do it in your heart. Ask Lord Nityananda, please, Today, please allow me to become your eternal servant. Please allow me to always, always, always serve you. It will be my greatest pleasure if I can serve you. And then make it your greatest pleasure to serve. And what does Lord Nityananda like the most? What do you think he likes the most? What makes him happiest? Anybody tell me? What makes Lord Nityananda the happiest? Yeah, one particular type of chanting, he becomes happiest. What? Yeah, no, Sankirtan. Sankirtan. Sankirtan means when you're chanting in numbers, right? Two people, three people, four people, five people get together. And any number is a number, but at least two people. Two people get together and chant, that's called Sankirtan. And nothing pleases Lord Nityananda more than Sankirtan. So we can say, please allow me to serve you, and then do as much Sankirtan as you possibly can until you go bankrupt. Until you have no money left, because you no money to earn, you didn't earn any money, you just did Sankirtan all day, so you never earned any money, you only lost money, so one day you're going to lose all your money, then you're going to go bankrupt. But you will be the most fortunate person, because he will give more than you can earn in five million lifetimes, in one moment, like that. That's what he can do. Thing is, we don't believe these things, we don't have faith, so we don't do it. But at least do Sankirtan, part of the day, right? At least have some friend who you can say, let's just sit down and just let's just chant together. Let's sing together. Let's chant together. Even chant together is Sankirtan. Both of you in beads in your hands and both of you chanting together, that's Sankirtan. Only thing you have to be chanting in unison. Chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna at the same time, not, you know, juxtaposed like that. So this is Lord Nityananda. So it is described here that he is the second body of the Lord, manifesting as Balaram to Sri Krishna, Lakshman to Sri Ram, and Nityananda Prabhu to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. All other forms and expansions of the Lord emanate from Lord Nityananda. There you go. Nityananda Prabhu is thus the source of Sankarshan, all the Vishnus and Anantasyesha. As Vishnu Tattva, he and Advaita Acharya worship in the same category as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. In the manifested earthly Leela, Nityananda Prabhu is senior to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by more than a decade. So, Lord Chaitanya, his spiritual master is Ishvara Puri. Ishvara Puri's spiritual master is? Anybody know? Huh? Madhavanda Puri, very good. And Madhavanda Puri's spiritual master is? That's good, very good. Lakshmi Tirtha. Lord Nityananda is Lakshmi Tirtha's god brother. Now you can see up the chain, right? 
Lord Goranga, his spiritual master, his spiritual master, his spiritual master's god brother. Yes? It's imagine like Srila Prabhupada is there. Spiritual spiritual Prabhupada's spiritual master is Bhaktisiddhanta. Bhaktisiddhanta spiritual master is Gorkishore. We can say Gorkishore Das Bhavni Maharaj. Yeah. Vipin Bihari. Gorkishore Bhas, that's true. And then his spiritual master is Bhaktivinoda Thakur, right? So imagine the relationship Prabhupada would have of the god brother of Bhaktivinoda Thakur. That's amazing, right? That's Lord Chaitanya's relationship with Nityananda in terms of spiritual lineage. But actually, Lord Nityananda is Lord Goranga's elder brother. His another name is Vishwarupa. He's the elder brother. Actual, actual, actual elder brother. Just like Lord Balaram is the elder brother of Krishna. So like that, Lord Nityananda is the elder brother of Goranga Mahaprabhu. And it is described that, and you'll notice this in families, but any of you are the younger brother of an older brother? Any of you? No? Yes? Very good, very good. All right. Generally, the younger brother is the, the rascal. The younger brother is not as good as the elder brother. The elder brother is the one who is very big-hearted, always ready to do something for you, like that, right? So that's the same with Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nityananda. Lord Chaitanya may get angry, but Lord Nityananda will never get angry. Lord Chaitanya may say, sorry, I'm not going to let you uh, uh, do this. But Lord Nityananda, no, no, you can do it. Go ahead. I, I give it you. Go ahead. You do it. So this is... This is his role. It's such an important role for us. Because the problem with us is that we cannot be corrected. Any devotee, honestly speaking, will tell you, I have real problems. Meaning, every one of us has real problems. No one can really say, I'm perfect, everything's fine with me, I have no issues, I'm just, everything's perfect. No, it's not true. Every one of us in the material world will have problems. There is something wrong with our character or many things wrong with our character. <laughs> so the person who can really help us out is Lord Nityananda. The others may say, well, I need you to fix yourself a little before I'm going to help you out. You've know? <laughs> you got to do something. But Lord Nityananda, don't need to do anything. Just come to me, I'll take care of it. I'll, we'll sort it out. And we become really nice devotees as a result of that. We can see it. Jagai and Madai became first class devotees, right? Because of Lord Nityananda's mercy. So, you know, we are like Jagais and Madais. Actually, it's described. Prabhupada describes us as little Jagais and Madais. <laughs> as Vishnu Tattva, he and Advaita, Ch- sorry, again. So he says, his garments represent a cluster. Oh, by the way, it says here, after he says that he is older than, a senior to, he says, he is statuette like his master with, a, with the whitish complexion of Lord Balaram. Lord Chaitanya is very statuette. He's very like a deity, you know. He's very powerful, big, broad-chested, tall, very nice-looking person. You know, like deities, generally. Very nice-looking people. And so, so Lord Chaitanya is like that. So he says, Lord Nityananda is like that too with the whitish complexion of Lord Balaram. His garments resemble a cluster of blue lotus flowers and his effulgence is said to surpass the grandeur of the rising moon at sunset. He has a deep, melodious voice, constantly singing the glories of Sri Krishna and carries a red stick which, with benedictions for the devotees but feared by the demons. It's described that this red stick has a glow in it. You know how in uh, Star Wars... They have this, what do they call it? Lightsaber, right? S-A-B-E-R? Yeah, lightsaber, yeah. So his stick is like a saber. It glows red. You know, it's got a red glow to it. And the demons hate it. He whacks them with it. He really beats them up badly. And with the same stick, he taps it on the devotees to give them great fortune, you know? So the devotees love that saber, you know? But the demons fear it, really fear it. I think in, in Star Wars also it's fearful, right? They use it to kill people. Yeah? It's also it kills people. And amazing how they learn these things from our from our uh, culture, you know. The guy who wrote the Star Wars actually admitted that he got his 
inspiration from Mahabharat. That's where he picked up all the ideas from, from Mahabharat. So then it says here, he is carefree, he has a carefree mood of a wild avaduta. So absorbed is he in love of Godhead that no one knows what he will do next. Now this is something about Lord Nityananda. Now, you know, we say we have bad character, right? Like say, for example, you look at somebody like Weinstein, right? Who is being sued right now in court. Some women are suing him in court for abusing them. I mean, you know, they're saying he's got a lousy character, right? So Lord Nityananda is like that. He will chase girls big time. And especially Muslim girls. You know, now the Muslims, they don't like the Hindus very much. Because they think if you're touched by a Hindu, then you lose your Muslim faith. Because Hindus got no soul in them. They're the only ones who have soul. These guys are so fallen, they reject from the spiritual world. So you shouldn't touch them, you shouldn't see them, like that. This is chaste Muslim people think like that. You know? And if anybody touches you, then you lose your faith. So these girls, they don't like to be touched by a Muslim, a Hindu boy. And Lord Nityananda would chase them up and down the street and hug them and kiss them forcefully. You know? <laughs> so they'd become so ashamed of themselves, you know, and they would just yell out to Allah, save me, save me, you know what I mean? But this is Allah's elder brother, right? So, you know, Allah can't do anything about it, you know what I mean? <laughs> Normally Allah can do anything he wants, but when it comes to Nityananda, he can't do anything about it. You know, he does crazy things. He puts a garland of his coping around their necks. Takes them off right in front of them and puts his, uh, his coping around their necks and garlands them and says, now you're my wife. <laughs> and these girls, they just feel complete ecstasy. On the one hand, they're really angry, but on the other hand, they feel, and they can't understand why they're feeling ecstasy. You know? But obviously they're feeling ecstasy because they're getting the mercy of Lord Nityananda. But this is the type of things he does. So Lord Chaitanya always feels very ashamed being around Nityananda. Because he'll do all these types of things. So talk about us being misbehaved. He is more misbehaved than we are. So when a misbehaved person meets another misbehaved person, they don't think that person is so misbehaved. <laughs> now you can see why Lord Nityananda doesn't think about misbehavior. Because he can out-misbehave anybody. You think you can misbehave? He can out-misbehave you. That's how powerful he is. But that's Lord Nityananda. Now these things are not known in religion. Nobody in religion knew this. There can be bad character inside religion. Now, but his bad character is actually perfect character. It's just like Lord, Lord Krishna. He dances with other people's wives in the middle of the night. That's considered bad character. But if you understand why he's doing what he's doing, you'll think it's the topmost character. So this is Lord Nityananda. He's the same. Same type of person. Except that he can outdo Krishna himself too in that behavior. So it says that Lord Nityananda, Nityananda Prabhu was born in Ekachakra, a small village in the present West Bengal, around the year 1474. By the way, 1474 is the period when that year, around that year is the period when Renaissance started. If you look at Renaissance, Renaissance started in the 15th century, in the mid-15th century. Renaissance started. It went for five, uh, for five, uh, it was 500 years ago, like that. Of course, this is, I'm talking from 20th century point of view. Now we're in the 21st century. But, you know, at that time, Renaissance happened. And that Renaissance is coming back, by the way. It's coming back right now. Next year is going to be the start of the Renaissance period in this world. And so the world's going to change its character. In a lot of ways, things are going to become a lot better. But before it becomes a lot better, it's going to get really bad. And you can see now, it's getting really bad, right? Amazing bad things are happening. I mean, you look at this coronavirus that's going around it can actually really devour the world. I mean, it can really get out of hand. You never know. Nobody knows what's going to happen. You know, they're all trying to contain it, contain it, and China is trying very hard to contain it, and it's not containing. You know? So, and these types of things are going around. That's why the, you know, the Secretary General of the United Nations is saying there's some wind, wind of madness going around. You know, just crazy things are happening. But these crazy things clean everything up. They clean everything out. So that the fresh new plant can start like that. So for us as devotees, this is the most exciting time to live a life. 
There can be no better exciting time than this. It is Goranga Mahaprabhu's golden age. Uh, we're coming into a renaissance period. Uh, as devotees, we're becoming more and more excited about reaching out to people and doing Sankirtan. So in every way, things are really coming to a wonderful, blissful climax. So he describes here his father, Harai Oja, and his mother, Padmavati, were pious brahmanas originally from Mithila. Nityananda Prabhu was born on the auspicious 13th day of the bright fortnight of the month of Magha, which is today. As a child, Nitai, as Nityananda Prabhu was known, loved to enact pastimes of Sri Krishna or Lord Rama. He did this so authoritatively and with such rapture that the entire village would be immersed in love of God. Nitai's favorite part was that of Lakshman, and he enacted it with so many apparently authentic scenes not described in the Ramayana. Because <laughs> he knows what happened there, right? Not everything's written in a book. You know? You'll notice a lot of things happening now will not be written in a book. Because whatever's written in a book is what somebody works hard to sit down and write something about what they remembered about what happened, right? Not everybody wants to do that. It's hard work, you know? Nobody wants to write. Everybody wants to enjoy, but nobody wants to write. So few people become writers, and whatever they write down is basically becomes the history. But actually, a lot more happened in that history than what's written. And in fact, some of the things that happened might be just the opposite of what's written in the book. So, But he was there himself. He's Lakshman himself, so he knows what happened. So he's doing these pastimes, and they're not even in the Ramayana. And people would wonder if he was just making it up or actually relishing his own pastimes. <laughs> the village of Ekachakra was completely absorbed in love of little Nitai, where he spent the first 12 years of his earthly life. In the 13th year, a traveling sannyasi, said to be the most famous Lakshmi Tirtha, enchanted by Nitai's devotion and service, requested Nitai from his parents as a traveling companion. His parents, bound by Vedic culture, could not refuse the request of a guest and reluctantly parted with Nitai. However, devastated by the separation with Nitai, however, devastated by the separation with Nitai, Harai Pandit soon gave up his life. Actually, it's described that when Lakshmi Pati was walking away with Nityananda, with Nitai, Harai Pandit stood at the, uh, uh, at the gate of the village and he kept looking at his son because he, he loved his son so much. His, his life was, everything was his son. And so was Padmavati, Mother Padmavati, the mother of, of Nitai. Uh, life and soul. This boy is such a sweet boy. Anyway, so he's walking like that and, 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 and Harai Pandit is still looking at him, looking at him, looking at him, looking at him. It's described that when he couldn't see him anymore, he died. He left his body. He couldn't bear the separation. I mean, that's terrible, you know, if you think about the pain of the father to lose a child, sweet child like that, you know. But this is their culture, giving culture, right? So the son was asked for by a great uh, acharya, yes, please, take my son. Even though that son is priceless, cannot be replaced, you know, never going to happen again. Situation. It's just... Amazing. Harai Pandit was such an amazing person. And Padmavati as well. Nitai traveled with Lakshmi Tirtha for 20 years, during which he visited all the holy places in the country, reminiscent of the manner that Balaram traveled while the battle of Kurukshetra raged on. Nitai is said to be later on initiated by Lakshmi Tirtha. He also associated with another of Lakshmi Tirtha's famous disciple, Madhavendra Puri, who although his godbrother, was revered by Nitai as a spiritual master. Madhavendra Puri is famous for establishing the sweet truth of Madhurya Rasa, which later became an integral part of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Among the other disciples of Madhavendra Puri is Advaita Acharya and Ishvara Puri, the spiritual master of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So Madhavendra Puri is also another amazing personality. Just Lord Chaitanya's pastime, so many amazing personalities. Madhavendra Puri is described as one of the three people who know Radharani fully. The only three people who know Radharani. Radharani herself, 
Madhavendra Puri and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Not even Krishna knows Radharani fully. And yet, she is his internal expansion. It's amazing how Krishna's, great Krishna is, right? He lets somebody do things that even he doesn't know. That's how secure he is as a person. Now normally, a normal God would not be so secure that he'd let somebody become bigger than him or her, right? And then he might replace me as God. I'm no longer God. But Lord Krishna is not like that. He creates personalities more powerful than himself and lets them get that reputation that they are more powerful than him. You know, who is another person who's considered more powerful than Krishna? There are quite a few of them. More powerful than Krishna. Hands down. Who, who is? Mother Yashoda, right? Mother Yashoda. If she lifts a stick, Krishna will sit down right there. She will, we will obey. Even if Krishna is with Radharani, once Mother Yashoda comes, all game over. Mother Yashoda is the center of attention. Everything goes to Mother Yashoda. You know? So like that, we can see he has other personality. Purnamasi is another person. Purnamasi is the grandmother of Krishna. When she's around, everything stops. It's all Purnamasi. You know? Now there is, of course, this might be a little biased, but another person is Radharani's brother, Sridham. Whenever Sridham is around, Krishna will never behave in any other way because he's worried that he might tell something to Radharani and then she'll get mad at him. <laughs> so he's the brother-in-law type person, right? Situation. He behaves himself when Sridham is around, you know? Like that. So amazing, amazing personalities. So Nithai is described here. Uh, and of course, Madhavendra Puri is the one who established um, Madhurya Ras devotion on this planet for us to be able to participate in, in Madhurya Ras, in the, the service of loving devotion. Many devotees who go on the altar will describe to you that when they actually serve the deities in the altar, they feel a very deep sense of love. Very, very deep sense of love. Because this is what the deities inspire in a person. In fact, the Acharyas say that the fastest, one of the fastest ways to actually de- develop a deep sense of love for Krishna is by serving the deities. By doing intimate service for the deities. Like bathing the deities, dressing the deities, feeding the deities, like that. Nityananda Prabhu met Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in 1506, which means that he was, at that time, 30 years of age. 1474 to 1506, right? So it's described he was 32, so it would have been, uh, said 1474, might have been 1472, it says around 1474, so 1472 is more correct, when he was 32 years old. And the Lord was 20 years, so he's 12 years older than Lord Chaitanya. It is said that when Nityananda Prabhu reached the land of Nariya, he hid in the house of Nanacharya to heighten the ecstasy of meeting through separation. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, aware of the arrival of his eternal associate, dispatched Haridas Thakur and Srivast Pandit to search out Nitai, but they failed. Finally, unable to bear the separation any longer, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself went directly to Nityananda Prabhu, and the ecstasy of the meeting was so transcendental that everyone witnessing it there was was awed by the sublime experience. A temple called Sri Gora Nityananda commemorates this meeting place of Nadia. And this is another very beautiful uh, part of our own uh, pastimes with Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada. Prabhupada described that, you know, when you chant Hare Krishna, you have to follow the ten regulative principles. You know? You chant following the... making sure that you do not uh, uh, make offenses, the ten offenses, avoiding the ten offenses like that. So he describes in the Chaitanya Charitamrita that actually if you chant Gauranityananda, then no matter what offense you're causing, it'll have even more effect than if you chant Hare Krishna. Oh, this is amazing. How can that even be? But he actually says that in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. And here we can see in this pastime why that happens. It happens because everything is based on Leela. Everything is based on love, loving pastimes. 
And the love that Lord Chaitanya has for Lord Nityananda, when that was shown at this place, it created such a strong effect that if anybody says, Gora Nityananda, they will immediately be benefited amazingly in their lives. Gora Nityananda, like that. You know? But Lord Chaitanya told us, no, please chant Hare Krishna. He didn't want us to get things so easily, you know what I mean? Because then we might take it cheaply, you know? We might think it's cheap. It's not cheap. We should chant Hare Krishna. Sincerely, very sincerely. But once in a while, also chant Gauranityananda, so that our chanting of Hare Krishna will become deeper, will become uh, uh, more attentive, like that. So you can become more attentive in our chanting. So it's described here that uh, Nityananda Prabhu, in his role as the original spiritual master, was instrumental in spreading, spreading the Yuga Dharma of Sankirtan all over Godidesh, Bengal and Orissa. His mercy knew no bounds, and people fortunate to come in contact with him were inundated with love of Godhead. It was by his mercy that Raghunath Das, one of the six Goswamis, started the famous Danda Mahatsava, festival of Parnihati, a tradition that continues to this day, and was, this, was thus able to serve Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He extended his mercy to even fallen souls like Jagai and Madai, delivering them from the sinful lives and protecting them from the wrath of even Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Indeed, his mercy knew no bounds, and fortunate were the people who tasted the nectar of his instructions. When Nityananda Prabhu returned to Bengal at the request of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he decided to abandon his avadut status and become a grihastha householder. So that's when he became a householder. When he became a householder, he gave up the avadut status. He wouldn't do any of those crazy things he was doing when he was single, you know, like that. Which is why they say the same thing about boys, not so much about girls, but about boys. You know, you want to be crazy? Before marriage, go ahead. But once you get married, you have to settle down. You know, that's why when boys get very angry in a lot of the Eastern cultures, the mother says to the boy, I'm going to get you married. Your wife will sort you out. She'll settle you down. You know, (laughs) and those who get married, they do realize that, you know, that, you know, the wife is more powerful, right? She can sort the husband out. Nobody else can sort the husband out except the wife. <laughs> That's why husbands like it when the wives are not around. It was by his mercy that Raghunath Dasa, one of the six Goswamis, started the famous Danda Mahatsava festival. Then it continues. When, uh, okay. Hmm. He married, so he, then he got married, right? He became household. He married Janava Devi and Vasudha, the two daughters of Suryadas Sarakhel, who is the brother of Goridas Pandit, an intimate associate of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and the spiritual master of the famous Shamananda Pandit. Nityananda Prabhu had a son whose name was Virachandra, and a daughter whose name was Ganga Devi, both from Vasudha. Soon after Vasudha passed away and Janava Devi looked after the children, she later initiated the son, Virachandra, and also became the instructing spiritual master for the likes of Shamananda Pandit, Shivas Pandit, and Nartam Das Thakur. So she became a very famous spiritual master, actually, of very famous personalities. All these personalities are considered amazingly, uh, amazingly famous, like Nartam Das Thakur is a good example. Nartam Das Thakur is said to be the incarnation of Lord Chaitanya's love. He is Gora Prama in personal form. And when he left his body, how did he leave his body? He went into the Ganga and his body became milk. It became milk and mixed into the Ganga water because his pure love of Goranga. Like that. And this is her, his spiritual master, Ganga Mataji, you know, Ganga Devi. She became the spiritual master of such a great personality. And she was the wife of, didn't have a child of her own, but the disciples are your wives, are your sons, right? If you have disciples, the disciples are your children. So she had many children like that, wonderful children. 
course, she looked after both the sons, both the son and the daughter of Virachandra and Ganga Devi also. Janava Devi is revered as a Vaishnavi, and she established the preeminent position of women in the Vaishnava tradition. So this shows that men and women both can rise to preeminence in our tradition, like that. All right, so now we're going to start with uh, the uh, lunch arti. Shri Nityananda Balaram Ki Jai. Shri Nityananda Mahatsava. Shri Nityananda Trayadisi Mahatsava Ki Jai. The Holy Appearance Day of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Lord Shri Nityananda Balaram Mahaprabhu Ki Jai. Nitai Gaur Pramananda Eri Eri